You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.05am and we have our next quiz question for this morning, please, Lawson. Yes, we do our next quiz question. Here we go. Who did King Darius say, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you to? Mm. Who did he say that to? King Darius, of course, famous Persian king. Yes. You know, ruling in the area, the province of Babylon. I can't give you any more clues than that. (laughs) But who did he say to, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you and of course if you know the answer to this we have amazing amazing prizes this week firstly thoughts on the mount of blessings thoughts from the mount of blessings Mm. um basically a commentary on the amazing and deep and powerful things that jesus said and in particular i love how you said that the magna carta or the manifesto of the kingdom of heaven you know what is the kingdom of heaven Mm. what is jesus trying to establish on this earth and that's exactly what this book is about taking the words of jesus and diving deep into them Mm. And helping us to understand what Jesus' intention was in terms of the kingdom mm. of heaven. Because it was confusing at the time, even for the disciples who listened to him preach the Absolutely. seven on the mount. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh. And I think it would be confusing even now. And I think that I think that it's been a misinterpretation of what the kingdom of heaven is supposed to be mm. that has caused so much trauma and issue is and pain throughout history, whether you look at like the Crusades or the Inquisition Mm. or whatever it may be, Uh, but all the way back in Jesus's time as well. So yeah, hey, you want this book as well as a thoughtful hour too. Absolutely. And I love what you're saying in that space because really the thing is Jesus said, you can experience the kingdom of heaven through me here on this earth, Mm. not to the complete perfect level that you're going to get in heaven, right? But he's saying you can live the principles to, to your best ability through me. That's that's the exciting thing. So that's what the thoughts of blessings are. Because all that stuff he gave was so radical. Mm. Right? It was just really radical. I love the fact that Jesus is radical. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but I love that it's radical not in the sense that he was a zealot. It's not radical in ah. the sense that he was overly progressive. It's yeah. not radical in the sense that he was a crazy fundamentalist. It was radical in the sense that he just stood for God when oh, people wouldn't. 100%. Like he, he stood for, for ancient truths. You know, oh. ancient... Jesus is... I like I, I I love Jesus's position so much because he's then his advocation isn't to then go and be radical in mm. terms of you know rub everyone the wrong way and do this and that <laughs> and the other and 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 be uh, an extreme person, but rather he's like hey sacrifice your life for me like yes. like live your life as a living sacrifice to to god's will zero four nine one zero six four six six nine again was that number and that question it was king darius who did king darius say to has your god whom you serve continually been able to deliver you zero four nine one zero six four six six Nine. Hey, got some text messages here. The first one I want to read, Danuta. We've just been flat out this morning, and the reason is because shout out producer Shell. She's gone for two weeks over yeah, in the United yeah. States. She's on the plane right now she's, out of Sydney. Well, yeah, she's. I think she's still in. I think she takes off just after nine. So oh, shout out producer Shell. But. It is your birthday today. It is. And, and you didn't bring it up up until this point. I wonder why, you know, is there some embarrassment? Is there some, yeah. you know, is there, is there, but hey, happy birthday <laughs> for you. today. And send in some birthday wishes, wishes for Danuta, guys. 0491 064 669. Did you get, you know, 
breakfast in bed or anything like that. Actually, Harvey was still in bed when I left this morning. <laughs> That's awesome. So That's hopefully awesome. something good's coming when I get home. I believe it will be. I'm going to text Keith right now. Like, bro, wake up, please. <laughs> it's more the fact that I left earlier than usual this morning oh, and he might not have realised I was going to be leaving um, mm, that, that little mm, bit mm. earlier. So, But no, thank you. And yeah, so Shell sent in a big happy birthday to me. Um, she must have done it from before she boarded the plane. So she says, sorry, I can't be there to give you a hug, expect something on the return. But, you know, that's so lovely. So, Shell, if you're still listening, I don't know if you've tuned out already, if you, you know, you've tuned out on the plane, but yeah. <laughs> you have to turn your phone off. But thank you so much. And mm-hmm. I've had a few texts come through on my own phone this morning. But, hey, there's also some other birthday wishes I wanted to shout out. Um mm. Yesterday, a good friend of mine, Coralie, had her 27th, on the 27th um, of August, had her birthday today. I've, there's two other family members also have got their birthdays on my birthday. It's my brother-in-law, Andrew, in Queensland. Andrew, happy birthday to you, mate. Hope you have a super day. Mm. And also to my great-nephew, Lenny, who is a great-nephew from my husband's side. Um, and, yeah, no, over the weekend, there were a few others. I think Braden's grandma, he messaged in earlier this month that it's his grandma's birthday yesterday it would have been. And, uh, yeah, mm. so it's been birthday month and I think on the on the Friday as well. I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but Braden's aunt also had her birthday. So anyone still having a birthday, there's a few more days left this month. Um, yeah, text us in and happy birthday to you. We're going to be shouting out to you. Awesome. Hey, we got a bunch of text messages mm. here as well. So we talked about Spain and we talked about yeah. the kiss. You know, we talked the about like, like Will Smith and the slap. That was a big thing. Now it's Spain and the kiss. Yeah. Uh, good morning. I have a sister, daughter, mum, and wife. If anyone did that to them, I'd probably break their nose. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. That's not, that's not right. And I totally see where you're coming from. Like, and this is, this is the, it, on one hand, it is you can say it's a difficult situation because of whether mm. it's context or culture or whatever it may be. Mm. But on the other hand, it's like I, I feel like if I was in that situation, I feel like I should, you know, have this feeling towards towards all women. Uh, yeah, in, in, but I love the point they raise. Like, you know, if it's someone that you know personally, and you, and especially if you know that they wouldn't be up for that, mm. and they Absolutely. had been treated that way, and that's what came out eventually because yeah. it was kind of like the hanging question mark for me. Was like, and you said as well, you know, and what I didn't see was some actions that went a bit too far. And it's like, oh, okay, like that's, that's definitely not good. Mm. But the hanging question mark for me when I saw that is like, oh, is that okay? Mm. And the answer has come out. No, no. Like this person said, mm-hmm. I'm not okay with mm. this. And, uh, but then, yeah, if it was one of my siblings in that situation and, mm. you know, knowing and understanding what you know how they feel about that mm. like you would, i would be ropeable i'd be so upset yeah and and i think that's the thing like you know it's giving a rea- getting a reaction from females and males in this space isn't mm. it because people are going like if that was my family member somehow like yeah. i would just be ropeable some are feeling so yeah, yeah. um and but particularly in regards to the talk around you know the me too movement mm. and people in in power, taking advantage of mm-hmm. people with less power, the power differential, which is actually we see as an example in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, King David and Bathsheba is mm-hmm. like one of the perfect examples oh. of basically what we would call a power rape, yeah. uh, power differential. Now, the Bible doesn't, it doesn't say that Bathsheba was 
pleased with what happened. Mm. In fact, she was pretty upset. Mm-hmm. But then simultaneously, it doesn't say that she necessarily like fought back or whatever it may be. And that was because of the power differential at play mm-hmm. in the situation, you know. And and uh, for for David and we talked mm. about this with Lyle on the show. You know, you put yourself in stupid situations yeah. with stupid people, and, and him going up to the roof and seeing her, and then calling after her and mm. and whatnot. Like he had completely done the wrong thing oh, and, ab- and abused his position of power. Yeah, and even putting Uriah in, you know, in front then after oh, and that. And then killing you know, her getting, husband. Getting like, her husband killed, like, like putting just, him right at the front. Just yeah. awful. But it's it's a situation where you could say, you know, maybe there's some question marks over, oh, well, she didn't necessarily, you know, the, the consent question, it's a bit of a qu- but it's it's a power differential at the end of the day. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so therefore she wasn't in a position to consent even if she said Yes. Yeah. And in this situation with the president of football mm-hmm. in the UK and a player, you know, where your livelihood is dependent oftentimes mm. on the opinion of mm-hmm. this person, mm-hmm. it's so difficult. And, and so in a way, I'm, I'm actually quite glad that people have had a reaction to this. If she's in a position where she's like, I didn't want to go through that. Yeah, I love the fact that she is standing up for herself in this yeah. space because she's not only standing up for herself, she's standing up for all other women in this mm-hmm. space. Yeah, Saying, absolutely. This is not acceptable. Hey, mm-hmm. Tim also writes in, I did a little bit of sales training years mm-hmm. ago and some of the principles can be applied in Life Matters. When you meet or greet a lady or couple, you don't do anything unless the lady initiates it. And that was talking about a handshake, let alone an embrace kiss. Yeah. Maybe the coach, oh, wow. yeah, Maybe the coach feels like he has some sort of right special place with her and the PR people need to explain that professional success doesn't give you personal authority over oh, somebody. Oh, that's that. what, Yeah, just what you were saying about power, you know, and authority there in yeah. this place. So, um yeah. Oh, oh amazing. Yeah, hey, yeah. you got a bunch of birthday wishes coming oh. through. Danelle writes in, happy birthday, Danuta. I probably spelled that wrong, and you did, but that's okay, Janelle. I love Janelle. it, though. Thanks, Janelle. <laughs> Thank you. Tracy wrote in, happy birthday as well. She also spelled it incorrectly. We might need to explain how to spell your name, but it was also Braden's birthday yesterday, one of the yes. regular listeners on the show. So happy birthday to him, too. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Hey, it's come, to, come time now, Lawson, for us to continue on and go into our encounter with God time. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting because, like, we've been unpacking Ephesians 5. In fact, if all of Ephesians is very centered on unity. Mm-hmm. We've got to keep that context in mind with what we're going to be reading today, hey, mm-hmm. because Paul writes about, you know, that unity is crucial mm-hmm. within the church amongst the church members. Absolutely. Just before we continue into that, can you please spell your name on oh, air? Please, please, please. Like, sorry, yeah, to, yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, We're in no, a good flow. True. I would love. I would just love because it. <laughs> the first time I ever heard your name was oh. maybe a year ago, a couple of years ago. I was like, Danuta, that is so interesting. And the funny thing is, is that <laughs> a lot of people here have have spelt it incorrectly, but it's actually quite intuitive to spell. Yeah. Yeah. So can you spell your it name is. for us? And that's why I say I'm okay though with people misspelling it because I've had it for years. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I'll tell you a funny, really funny story shortly too. So yeah. my spelling is D A N U. T A T Danuta. for Tom, Danuta. Oh, yeah. Awesome. In Polish, it said Danusha, which is a soft version, wow. or Danuta, uh-huh. and other versions are Dan, Dana, which is Dana. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Danuta. So thank you all the same. You, Janelle, you got it pretty close, and Tracy, you got it even closer. So thank you so much. <laughs> 
Awesome. Awesome. And it means gift for God gift from God. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, praise God. Yeah, hey, I know. Well, you know Somebody, what else is a gift? Oh sorry, what? what were you gonna say? No, no, go, go. I was gonna say I was gonna segue into the Bible study and say, you know what else is a gift from God? Unity. And then <laughs> we're gonna it is. So yeah, unity is a gift from God. And I love the fact that we've been unpacking Ephesians here mm. in this space. Mm-hmm. And um, and so here today we're actually going to go this this week we're delving into husbands and wives mm-hmm. together at the cross. So marriage is really really important. So man is important to God. Woman is important to God. In fact, when He created humanity, He said, and He they were both created in the image of God. You know, in Genesis one twenty six, we read that twenty six to twenty eight. It's very much that you know He created them male and female in His image. Mm. And so, and then chapter two. So chapter one of Genesis gives this really general overview of creation, and then Genesis chapter two goes very specific. Mm. And the reason I say that is because this is going to be really crucial. What we're going to go back to that shortly after we've read the passage from Ephesians that we're actually unpacking this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this week we're actually continuing on. Last week we finished off in Ephesians 5 and verse 20. And you unpacked that really well with mm. Danny, who was so good to fill in on Friday oh, yeah, for me when fantastic. I was sick um, and the day before love filled in. So, you know, chapter five of Ephesians was about walking in love, walking in light and walking in wisdom. Mm. And then verse 21, which is the very tail end of walking in wisdom, mm-hmm. is really important to tie in with what we then read right down to verse 33. So do you mind reading that for us, please, Lawson? Yeah, verse 21, it says, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Mm. And so we see that there, this theme of submission. Submission. Mm. And what does it follow on with? Then it says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives, let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Continues on, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, that not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning the church and of Christ. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her Mm. husband. Beautiful. Interesting. I love this passage. Uh You know why? Why? Because it causes so many jolly problems. Oh. Like, <laughs> wow. Okay. As in, it's taken into the wrong, in, in, in the wrong way by, by a lot of people. And we've, mm-hmm. we've, you know, the 
the key thing with the Bible was we've got to read it within its context. Mm-hmm. We've got to read it with what it means in the Bible rather than putting our own snark. Because often what tends to happen, and this passage is a classic example, is that it's of that some we come with different lenses, mm-hmm. and the lenses we can come with is cultural lens. Mm-hmm. It can be our educational lens. It can be with our own family upbringing lens, mm-hmm. and that then t- you know affects how we read this passage. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what happens with this passage. So many people, so many people actually just stop with wives submit to your husbands. Bang. Just there. <laughs> Wives, submit to your husbands. Mm-hmm. But there's so much around that. And today we're going to unpack those first few verses. And tomorrow we're then going to go further into unpacking verse 25 where it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. We'll unpack that even more. We'll touch on it today. But we're going to unpack that. But here's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. right? Because you're not married, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Yeah, I love how you ask that as like a like right, like a question, like like yeah, like a. I'm no, you could have just said the statement, that's you right. know, yeah, rather yeah. than so, asking it. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So here's the thing: like when you mm-hmm. go into marriage, mm-hmm. marriage is a really it, it's such a two person thing. Yeah, right. It's absolutely. a both sided thing. <laughs> you hope it's a two person yeah. thing, and then and it stays a two person thing. Well, that's right, and, but yeah, <laughs> and it stays. That's the key, yeah. isn't it? But here's the thing. There's so many times you've got to compromise mm. because the thing is you've come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You've come from with different, you know, cultures. You come from with different thoughts and experiences and you've got to merge that together into being united, mm-hmm. right? So that that's the interesting thing and that's why Jesus needs to be right at the centre. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? But here's the interesting thing. Let's go back to verse 21 because it is crucial. In, so my question is, actually, before I go there, uh-huh. I know you're not married, uh-huh, uh-huh, but uh-huh. do you feel just that line, do you feel wives ought to sub- I know I've, what I've just said, but do you feel wives should submit to their husband, point blank, that's it? Well, this is the thing. The Bible will contextualize that. Like, I agree with the statement because the Bible says it. But obviously what we're going to get into is the, the context of mm. what that's being said. And what that, that submission means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If okay. you, if you can't, if you can't say that, then no, you know, and, and we're going to get into this and explore this further and explore what it means to actually have, a, you know, a submissive partnership in marriage. Absolutely. As in the same way that we have a submissive partnership with God, yeah, you know, as God being a one who ultimately guides and directs and leads our lives, but we work with, who gives us freedom. And, and when it comes to these things about, you know, I think we're probably going to get into the misconception of, of what this mm. looks like. Mm-hmm. And I, I always just like, I read passages like this, but then I just reference and reflect back. It's like, okay, all later scripture has to be in conjunction and has to be consistent with previous scripture and i open up to proverbs 31 and i see this woman who is like virtuous woman taking charge of the household who is who is looking after her children who is doing business who is a leader who is this and that and the other i'm like this lady's the bomb like she's doing everything i'm like what is it's like almost like oh wow what a standard to live up to and i don't you know i simultaneously don't think it's 100 like if you're not doing all these things if you're not sewing clothes for everyone who comes into your town then you're not good enough um but rather it's like oh well these these are some of some of the activities of someone who has a virtuous character and what it doesn't look like to me is like locking a woman up in a cupboard and just 
telling her mm. to do whatever. Telling her what to do with everything. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. That's not what it looks no, like. No, no, yeah. that's it. And that's why we've got to take the context. And the context actually, uh, apart from the whole picture of Ephesians about unity, mm-hmm. goes back to chapter 5 of Ephesians verse 1 and 2. It says, Therefore be imitators of God mm-hmm. as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us as an offering and sacrifice for God for sweet smelling aroma. Yeah. So there's the context right there is about um about basically being imitators of God. Mm-hmm. And God isn't about dominating and authority in a belittling mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit have this beautiful co-relationship. That's why they're called the triunity and they've got this co-relationship together, you know, in every way. And and that's what we're going to keep on unpacking. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, it's come time for our last quiz question for today to go in for the draw for Thoughts from the Mount of Blessing and mm-hmm. a Thoughtful Hour. Take it away. Our final quiz question, it is this. Fill in the blanks. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any... Blank, blank, blank. I almost said it myself. Piercing (laughs) even to the division of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. I love the book of Hebrews. Oh, I, actually, I do too. I haven't read Hebrews in a while. I think I might pick that up in my devotions. Like after I'm, uh, right now I'm just closing out the book of Second Chronicles. Are I, you? I, I, might, I might pick it up next and go, go into Hebrews. I haven't read Hebrews in my devotions in maybe a, maybe a year or two now. That is such because, a but fabulous I remember reading Hebrews for the first book. time yeah. and it was actually Actually, the book that made me decide that I wasn't going to... So I have a Bible. It's my preaching mm. Bible. I was reading through Hebrews and I highlighted so much stuff. I'm like, I'm not going to highlight anymore because it's just <laughs> it's just too much. Like Hebrews is just so amazing. Yeah, it's all and about this, better things. And I, I, love, I love the ones where it covers about the heavenly sanctuary and Jesus mm-hmm. being our mediator there. And one of my favorite verses in the Bible is, of course, never will I leave you, never, never will I forsake you from you know, Hebrews. So, yeah. Oh, man, one of my favorites from Hebrews. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed oh, through the heavens, yes. Jesus, the Son of God. Yes. Uh, then it says, you know, let us, you know, come to him, come to, him. to his throne of yes. grace in time of need. Oh, powerful powerful stuff. stuff. But hey, again, fill in the blanks. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any blank, 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 piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's Hebrews 4 verse 12. You know the answer to that one and we've got heaps of correct answers rolling in. Guys, get in for our draw this mm. week. We've got two amazing books, Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings and A Thoughtful Hour as well. 0491 Hey, let's get back into our Bible study. We're talking about wives. We're talking about marriage. We're talking yeah. about submission. Mission, all of those things linked together. And we talked about the fact that, you know, in Ephesians 5 verse 22, it says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. 
actually is all in the context of Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, where we are to be imitators of God. And then in verse 2, and, and that's not a new thing, because in the Old mm-hmm. Testament in Leviticus 19, it actually says, be holy as, as God is holy. So, you know, that whole imitating of God is mm-hmm. right there. But also it's about agape love, which, you know, is the highest form of love, which is self-sacrificing and humble love that Jesus gave, because that's verse 2 of Ephesians. And so that highest form of love is what we are called to have one to another. Mm. And so, and this is the really interesting thing. What a lot of people don't know, and this is why knowing some Hebrew and Greek is really important. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in Ephesians 5.21, submit uh, says out of reverence to God, the original Greek word submit is actually omitted in verse 22. It actually reads wives to your husbands. In English, it's actually put there, put there and it's been borrowed from verse 21. Mm-hmm. So in verse 21, it says, submit one to another in the fear of God. In other words, in reverence to God. Mm-hmm. And then it says wives, wives, um, wives and to husbands to one another, wives to your husbands, basically. Mm-hmm. So it means about a mutual submission. In other words, the foundation is about the reverence to God, which is in verse 21. So that's one really, really key thing to remember. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that, that also, you know, servanthood and um, slave, you know, the, the words daulos and diakonos are actually described as for those who follow in the footsteps of Jesus, because Jesus said, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I came to serve and not to be served. Mm-hmm. In Philippians 2, we find that he, he came to the lowest level of, you know, a servant. But here's the other thing that's really, really interesting. Paul actually addressed the wives, which was at the time really countercultural during the first mm-hmm. century AD. Because really back then it was that the men were the head of the home. Mm. Okay. And so, um, in the ancient Greek Roman world, you know, and in the Jewish families, that was the kind of thing. So why the interesting thing is he's not, he's not repeating fairly much to them. He's actually saying, Hey, now I'm empowering you women here. I'm giving you, if this is countercultural, I'm actually writing to you. And actually this is really radical what Paul did because it was already appropriate in the mm-hmm. culture. But he's actually, rather than addressing the husbands to then pass it on to the wives, he's actually saying this, to, to the wives, to the women, yeah. which is really fascinating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so it's not here about inferiority. It's about being, um, you know, it's that submission of one to another because you are equal. Well, he, he addresses in, in this flow of the passage, he addresses the women first. That's right. Um, and he gives both of them a responsibility to one another. One another. Uh, a very cyclical one, you know, one of, of submission, one of love, one of respect that we find all the way down mm. in verse 33. And the reality is of this situation is that it, it, from, from, for me, the reason, the example that it gives of submission is that of us to God. Mm. The reason I submit to God is because he loves me. Oh, like, Because he's given yes. everything for me. You and he will to, always lead me to good things. Yep. Like he will always look after 100%. me. He will always have my best interest at heart. Yeah. This isn't talking about submission. That is, and, and actually it's very. It's not about walking over one each, uh, that's each right. other. It's actually very reminiscent of the servitude that would take place between Hebrews. Absolutely. Where we see well, basically Hebrew slavery. What was taking mm. place there was actually what we would call indentured service, which was that if you run out 
of funds. You know, you run out of the ability to support yourself. You can mm. submit yourself as a servant to ha- someone else, right. uh, to your debtor. Yeah. But then there was very strict laws about like, they can't treat you this way. They can't treat you yep. this way. They have to treat you like this. Like yep. they have to be decent to you um, and even take you in as their own family Absolutely. and respect you and whatnot. Now there was an aspect of servitude <laughs> There, absolutely. But basically, and to to disengage that servitude, to end that servitude, you had to be completely that your owner, basically, and and I, I say owner here with inverted comments, or the comment, the person who you've submitted yourself to in servitude would have to set you up with your own business, had have to make sure basically that you'd be able to stand on your own at the end of a mandatory seven year period. Mm. If you didn't want to leave after seven years, you could just stay. You mm. can just keep going. Mm. But it's it's you have rights, and you, you have. have Choices. And now what I'm not saying is that women are slaves to men. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying that we're all servants to God. As all, as and then we're called to all serve and bless one, one another. another. Absolutely. Now, due to maybe certain... Uh, I would say, you know, there's some cultural factors, there's some biological factors and whatnot. Educational, to, educational upbringing at home. To, yep. to how that works out in this situation here. And, and I think some of them are indicative of a natural reality and some of them are indicative mm. of a cultural reality. But regardless, in this situation here, we see that a love of God and a putting first of God is like the most important thing. And that's exactly it. And that's why Paul says here, um, to, uh, as Christ is the head of the church and mm-hmm. he is the savior in everything. It's all based in Christ. And so what Paul is saying, yeah, like, like you've just said, once we become believers, we don't go by what we've culturally or educationally mm-hmm. or seen in our home. Cause some people have been brought up in a home where they've seen that domestic violence and abuse, you know, actually happen. Mm-hmm. And, and so they think that that's normal, but it's not normal. That's right. It's not normal. And when we come under the banner of Christ, We've got to take that radical countercultural change, mm-hmm. as Paul is saying to them here, even, you know, to the Ephesians. And it yeah. applies to us today. Absolutely. Like in verse 23, it says, for, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Mm. I, I don't have a problem with this statement. If the husband lives up to the responsibility of the call, If the husband lives up to the standard that Christ sets, which is an incredibly high one, Mm. like there, there is no issue with this. If the husband truly loves his wife, Mm. if he gives her himself for her, the agape love, if he has that agape love, like we're not talking about, oh, wives submit to your abusive husbands, wives, oh, you know, get like, that's not what's being said Mm. here. What's being said is like, Literally, you have the right to be Mm -hmm. submitted to if you are like living as a Christ-like person. If as soon as you don't do that, you have forfeited that Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. That is the reality. Like Mm. you, you don't get to have anyone submit to you if you abuse them. Hundred percent. Your wife, your kids, your servants, your (laughs) again, pushing them away from you. Your employees. Yeah. You don't get that right. But if, but yeah, I don't think there's a problem with this statement. I think it's perfectly biblical if we say, hey. But the love of Christ, if that's what we're embodying, hey, well, let's submit to one another. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. 
Okay, we've come in time now. So you're listening to the breakfast show with Danuta and Lawson. We're coming to the ends of to the end of our show, but before we do, we've got our answers to our quiz questions. Mm-hmm. Lawson, can you take it away with our answers to the quiz questions? Yeah, absolutely. Please? Here we go. Beginning with this: What major prophet prophesied? Which major prophet prophesied? With joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation? That was none other than Isaiah mm, himself. Yeah, uh, which is a fantastic prophecy that he mm. gives. Like Isaiah is in a in a unique position that he he is like one of the most christological of oh, the major so prophets just, focused, hey? just re- like yep. constantly prophesying about christ constantly. what he would do how he would redeem the world but then he's also in a bit of a rock and a hard place because he's like oh and also the destruction of israel is coming and he's like he's like speaking to these guys he's like you guys are going to be destroyed yeah <laughs> it's going to be really awful <laughs> yeah but salvation will come but so fa- something even better is coming that's right uh in order to be saved alive in egypt god instructed the israelites to place blood on the doorpost door that's right so he told them hey chuck some blood on the door of a lamb and your firstborn will be saved and everyone mm. who didn't do that of their their firstborns were lost mm. in in egypt and when god will pass over and that's why the passover was continued as a festival and still continues amongst a lot of the jews yeah absolutely well, they eat the unleavened bread, and mm. we kind of participate in that in a sense, not Passover, but we do communion at church, which yeah. is kind of Jesus kind of recontextualizing the Passover, he saying, did. well, this is my body. And he said, do it this in remembrance of me. Yes, do it in rem- symbolizing yeah. those things. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm. Uh, the next one here, what were the water pots containing the water which Jesus turned in the wine normally used for? It was for ceremonial mm, washing. That's right. And he Purification. Turned, he turned mm. the water into blood, and it's actually a really... Into wine. Oh, yeah. He turned water into wine, wine. Um, <laughs> which represented his blood. This is Absolutely. A, it's a really beautiful oh, illustration so because you have these pots filled with water that were used for ceremonial washing. Yeah. And the whole point was like, how, how do you become purified? You know, if you become right. unclean, these yeah. jugs held water in to, to make you then clean, to make you pure. Mm. And for us, we are unclean before we God. Are. We are full of sin. And we need to come to him to be We're purified. Yep. And it's, it's, the illustration is, and I love that this is I his first it. miracle. It's like, well, how does, how do we become purified? How yeah. does sin get solved? Yes. And it's through his blood. Through his blood. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Then here we've got, who did King Darius say, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you to? It was none other than Daniel, mm-hmm. the prophet Daniel who Darius said. Now, Darius, he was kind of tricked into making this law where Daniel would be ousted for worshipping uh, not him, but his original God. And unfortunately, in Medo-Persia. Laws couldn't be changed after they were made. And so then he throws Daniel in the lion's den, but he's, you know, waiting all night, like hoping that Daniel would be saved because Darius and Daniel have a great relationship. And I think it's an amazing story about ministry, to be honest. Absolutely in every way. The incredible relationship that this person who represents God being Daniel yeah. has with those who don't know him and how yeah, yeah. he witnesses to them. Yeah. But yeah, and then Big he comes witness. rushing in. He's like, ah, are you still there? Are like, you has still- your God <laughs> delivered you? Whom you serve? That's and Daniel's it. like, yes, he yeah, has. He closed lion. the mouth of the of lions. lions. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Then finally here, fill in the blanks for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any, any two-edged sword. sword. Hey, heaps of people were writing in for that one. We actually got a ton of answers. So guys, yeah. congratulations for writing in, for answering correctly. Absolutely. And- 
for having us say in the quiz today. Yeah, yeah. And hey, say, thank you to Tim for happy birthday to me, for having uh, a, great, have yeah. a great day. And Bruce and Liz, thank you for the birthday blessings there too. Really much appreciated from our listeners. Thank you so much. Um, Wayne also writes, in Ten Commandments, we have to seek to understand, then answer all our whys and what's. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, 14, tell us to hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Yeah. And that's so uh, so true. And God, you know, right, engraved, you know, the Ten Commandments in mm. in in this finger into stone. So it is it is the reflection of God's character, the Ten Absolutely. Commandments. That's what I love with that. And particularly the book of Ecclesiastes, kind of being a yeah. bit of an end-of-life crisis for Solomon here and he's considering well what's actually important you know i've lived i've lived a life of simultaneously i've experienced righteousness and i've also experienced deep uh addiction i've i've experienced deep dissatisfaction with my Mm. life because i was constantly chasing the things of the world and he says what's the whole deal like this all is vanity it means nothing it's vexation for spirit of spirit what is the the whole point of this it's to to follow god absolutely it's like this is a1, the number one thing we have to do. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM. We've come towards the end of our breakfast show on Faith FM, but before we go, we're going to have a giveaway. And before that, we just want to let you know that Dr. Paul Rankin that was on in our interview today, he, he did say to us off air that um, if anyone is interested in going to volunteer in the Adra Op Shop in Morissette mm. to go along, but even just go to check it out. Seriously, it's massive. It's got yeah. some fantastic stuff. And we're going to have that today. Fantastic. You're yeah. going to go there. There you Absolutely. go. Yeah, you can tell us more about it too. It's just I loved it when I went there. So um, they're doing a fabulous work in the community in serving mm. people and so what's our giveaway for today free oh, giveaway i got there, a banger Lawson. today all right i got an amazing giveaway oh, this morning it one. is called mad about marriage by oh. mike and gail tucker look we're, we're talking about wow. wives and husbands and christ and god yes. and all those things this book mad about marriage it's all about well I, I, submitting I love, to one another hopefully I, in there I love <laughs> this book because it is marriage counsel from the Christian perspective yes. you know putting Jesus at the, the center, center and dealing with the potential negative aspects that can crop up that make mm. marriages difficult that need to be talked through that need to be worked through hey if you maybe you are married and you mm. want this book maybe you're not married and you just want to know more about the world the blessing of marriage but also how you can deal with those issues that come up in marriage. 0491-064-669. You don't need to answer any questions. You just need to be the first texter through. 0491-064-669. You text through first, we'll give you this book absolutely for free. That's it. And I love it how you see, you know, Christ at the center, the the, the Bible verse from Ecclesiastes that my husband and I use mm. is a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Absolutely. That third strand is Jesus Christ. He's right at the center there for us mm-hmm. in the marriage. Mm. Don't forget, follow on after us we've got the Tassie Encounters stay on stay in tune we've also got drive time later today um, but yeah we just want you to have a really high day and a high week this week and contemplate spend some time of the things Jesus. spend yeah. time with, with Jesus and just contemplate some of the things that we've been discussing here today but remember overall that you know with faith um, it's about talk faith live faith act faith and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ God be
with the sheep securely fold you. Guide 